0: Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am Jamie Arrington. I will be out this week. Jason will be holding down the radio show. So before we get to the radio show on this week's podcast, we did some interviews this past weekend with city figureheads, school figureheads, family members, friends, former football players, just went around like we normally do. Got interviews in around campus, and uh, just wanted to kind of document homecoming for you guys. The Golden Eagles got the win, twenty-four to nothing. It was a sloppy win. It was an ugly win, but we covered the spread, and we had a shutout. So I'll take that each and every time. So before we get to the radio show, this is our recap from Southern Miss versus UTEP homecoming weekend here in Hattiesburg. Enjoy. It is now 2 11 p.m. We are out here at the Golden Eagle Black Ops tailgate set up ready to go just a beautiful day here on campus. I'm here with the chief communications officer Jim Cole. How's it going?
1: It's going very well beautiful day for homecoming.
0: What you've been around the campus a little bit today. What's the atmosphere like here at the campus at Southern Miss?
1: Well, it's a great day in a great atmosphere. Uh, a lot of Golden Eagle spirit, a lot of tailgating. Homecoming parade was great. A lot of activities going on. Of course, football game this afternoon and this evening will be really good, too.
0: What does homecoming mean to the university?
1: Well, it's, it's certainly a time when it's a chance to visit with old friends, invite some people back, see them, people that support the university throughout the year, but can't make it to the university, uh, except for maybe once or twice a year, and so it's a real chance to catch up, right? Um, and not only that, but this, this, it's really a time where the community rallies behind the university, shows its support for the university, and, and sort of recognizes what Southern Miss is to the city of Hattiesburg and the surrounding area.
0: For the folks that haven't been to campus in a bit, for our, our listeners all over the country and the globe, What's going on at Southern Miss right now? Anything that, that, the, that the alumni need to know about?
1: Well, uh, there's a lot going on, right? New programs, new, new facilities. Uh, if you haven't been to campus in Hattiesburg in quite some time, Santa Hall, the new College of Business building, is, is exceptional, beautiful. Uh, the Asbury Hall, the new College of Nursing building, again, another just fantastic project that's really going to allow us to to educate more nurses, which is a, is a profession of high need right now, not only Mississippi but the region. Uh, if you haven't been to our Gulf Park campus in Long Beach in a while, too, a lot growing there. We're now past the recovering from Katrina stage there. Yeah. And so everything we're doing now is new and exciting and sort of beyond – where we ever were before on that campus. So that's exciting as well.
0: Thanks for popping by and visiting with us. You have any predictions for the game today?
1: Well, always Golden Eagle win, right? <laughs> uh, but but hopefully it's a good day. Hopefully everybody gets to enjoy themselves. Uh, hopefully and the rest of the season as well.
0: All right, it is 2.35 p.m. out here at the campus of Southern Miss here in Hattiesburg. And speaking of Hattiesburg, I've got the mayor, Toby Barker here with us right now. What's happening, Toby?
2: Not a whole lot. Happy homecoming to you. Happy homecoming to you too, man. The float looked amazing. I, I tell you what, we had some great people. Betsy Mercier is the all-time float Yoda. And we wanted to make sure that Hattiesburg understood that this was Southern Miss's week. And we all needed to support it. And I hope next year we'll have other folks downtown do floats as well and bring that homecoming spirit all the way throughout the city.
0: What does homecoming mean to the city of Hattiesburg?
2: Well, I tell you, throughout its 107-year history, Southern Miss has been the life and soul of this city. I mean, think about where we would be if it were not for the University of Southern Mississippi, if it was not for Mississippi Normal College, and those three landowners who donated the land, and Forrest County and Hattiesburg who put up money to get it. I mean, we, we would be a another typical Southern town that was sort of dying away if we did not have this university. And so... Uh, so mu- so many of our people who are here can attribute their presence in Hattiesburg to the university, and I'm one of those. And so it- it's meant everything to our city, and it will mean everything to us as we go forward.
0: Well, we appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate what the city's doing for the university. You got any predictions for the game today?
2: Pain. Pain. No, I, I think Southern Miss is going to run away with it. I think it'll be about a 38 to, we'll call it 38-20.
3: Uh, 243 out here tailgating Jason Bailey alongside Everybody should know this name by now We've mentioned his name like three episodes in a row Dwight McDonough. Dwight, what is up? Take two, right? Yes. Yeah. It's at least take two. I don't know. Like I, I think I messed it up more than once But anyway, we're going to get this interview On the record this time. Dwight Fraternity brother of mine from back in the day uh, He's out here at all the games He parks in a parking spot that's way better than my parking spot I don't know how he pulled that off But um, But anyway Dwight, you're out here today. The weather's beautiful. Uh, what's been going on, man? Not much. Just hanging out, watching the Eagles. You got to stop hugging on Cooper smoking hot wife <laughs> long enough to do an interview. I've seen her in a while. Yeah. So anyway, okay.
4: In all seriousness,
3: UTEP's in town today. UTEP, uh, they're down on their luck. They fired their coach. Uh, Mike Price has taken over again. Mike Price, who was their, their coach back in the day, Um, the Golden Eagles should roll in this one. I want to say the final line is like 23.5 or somewhere around there. But what are your thoughts as far as like how the Golden Eagles need to
4: go about handling their business today? Sure. On paper, this should be a no-brainer. Southern Miss absolutely dominates almost in every category. But, uh, you know, after watching last game and, and uh, you know, the last few games, the secondary of us is kind of – shaky at best to me Mm -hmm. but outside of that i think we can handle business the defense shows up um i said that for north texas but you know defense shows up then i I don't i don't think southernmost has an issue quarterback uh i think with key or uh griggs you know i think we're we're in good shape based off the confidence that the key should have should have based off of uh last week's you know results um, so the offense, you know, should be able to put up some points on the board, and we'll, we'll uh, come out with a victory. Awesome. Yeah, we do play a lot of press coverage
3: in the secondary, you know, which is sometimes why those wide receivers get open if we don't get home to the quarterback. But, hey, cheers. Cheers. Here's the hoping that Curtis McKell just shuts everybody down. and packs back to Nuti or in the backfield all game. Right. And we celebrate a W right back here. Yes, sir, and get Edo the ball. Yeah. Any last words? No, nah, man. To the top. Happy hometown. Southern Miss? To the top. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, okay, Jason Bailey here. Sitting here with my good friend, Derek Bedwell. I just ran into him. Derek, every time I turn around, you're like uh, on an Appalachian Trail or something. Like, what have you been doing this past month or so? I actually just came home from Alaska. I have uh, been in Alaska for the last five months uh, doing photography. Wow. Wow. And Derek and I met each other, well, uh, actually we met each other playing baseball, and then you ended up, you know, pledging Sigma Chi just like I was. But, so since you've left Southern Miss, um, have you followed the football program at all? Uh, I have, on and off. Okay. Not, um, Derek Bedwell is not a true friend, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Now I haven't followed it religiously, but I, I love coming here and uh, enjoying the tailgate. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing like the black and gold. Now, coming back on campus today... Dude, I mean, looking around all these tents and stuff, is it exactly like what you expected it to be? Is it more or less? What do you think? I expect more people to be here for homecoming.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a little disappointed on that end. I uh-huh. feel like it's kind of fallen off just a little bit in the, yeah. uh, in the last few years.
3: This is actually a pretty solid crowd for today. Like as far as our area over here, we're about to walk over to Spirit Park. I've never been to Spirit Park. I grew up in the district. You probably still tail- tailgate near the district.
2: Right across from the district.
3: Okay. Spirit Park apparently is where a lot of the students have gone now. Okay. We're headed that way. But anyway, as far as the game goes today, uh, what do you think about? You know, t- Southern Miss is favored by a whole bunch of points. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the game today? How much are we favored by? Twenty-three and a half. Twenty-three and a half. We win by two touchdowns. We Win by two touchdowns. You heard. You
0: heard it here first. Southern Miss to the top it is 3:28 p.m saturday we're out here at the tailgate ran into a couple of folks we're going to go around the horn here first up we got trevor ritchie of the student prince what do you got to say for yourself for myself about what uh the game today all right i'm gonna go uh 38 21 usm 38 21 do you think that utep will score three touchdowns I do, I do. I think they will. I think uh, big plays will happen.
5: We're prone to give up some big plays at times, so I think they can. I think they have the capability to. They had uh, what was it,
0: fifteen, fourteen? Western Kentucky last week. I think they're capable. Trevor Ritchie, you can look him up on Twitter at Trevor Ritchie or something like that for all your complaints. All right, next we got Brad Penny. Now Brad is uh, kind of a special dude. He's got uh, a special. Ed. No, he is a uh, he is a former Seymour. So we got like the brotherhood going. What you been up to, Brad?
6: Uh, nothing much. Just trying to, Right now I'm just working with the basketball team just until uh,
3: next season and then try to pick myself up, maybe go pro in the mascot business, but
0: still looking for more opportunities. You should. That'd be awesome.
4: Yeah, I'm looking for a, a good game today. I'm looking at maybe like 48 to 14. You know, UTEP hasn't won a game this year, and they're not going to win one today.
0: I'll take it. Then we got... Jonathan Swally, he is also a former Seymour. He, um, I'll let him tell you where he's at now. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. I'm at uh, Troy
5: right now as a graduate assistant over there, marketing and promotions, and it's just good to be back for homecoming.
0: Now, something cool that you got to do, I've had, I've had Brad on the show before, but what was your favorite experience from being Seymour? Uh, I was actually on the CMAs with Brad Paisley
5: uh, two years ago, And uh, it was me and about 40 other mascots from around the country. And, uh, you know, the CMAs paid for everything. And we got to go backstage, hang out with Brad Paisley, and just got to hang out. And it was a lot of fun. Did you get Brad to sign a guitar? Unfortunately, I did not. Uh, Brad was not signing anything, but I did sign something for Brad. So, What's it like being back on the campus here at Southern Miss? Uh, it feels like home. It's uh, definitely something that, you know, I love where I'm at now. It's hot. It, but, yeah, Southern it's is definitely hot, and it's hot right now. But, you know, I definitely love being back here. How hot was that loss to South Alabama last week?
0: He said, "What? how hot was that loss to South Alabama the other day? Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right, there you have it, folks. We'll check back in in a bit to the top.
3: Jason Bailey here. Walked over to Spirit Park, actually the first time in Spirit Park. It is now... Three thirty-six. We're looking at like twenty-four minutes away from Eagle Walk. Um, ran into a longtime Eagle fan, John Batson. John, how are you? Doing fine. How are you? Doing great. So um over here at Spirit Park, how long have you guys? I mean, Spirit Park's been around for the last couple years, is that right? Correct. When did you go? Did you go to Southern Miss? I did. Okay. Ninety-eight to two thousand two. Wow. It's like the exact same times that I was here. I don't know how we didn't meet each other. Anyway, uh, you know, we set up in the district to begin with, and we kind of when the, all the trees went down with the tornado, we moved over a little bit. Just besides Sutton Hall. First time we've trekked over here to Spirit Park. How do you guys like it over here? It's nice. Lots of room.
4: Yeah. kids to
0: play.
3: Awesome. So, as far as the game goes today, I've been asking everybody the same question, but, you know, Sutton Miss is favored by a lot, so we should roll. Also, kind of a sign to throw a caution to the wind that they have nothing to lose. As far as the game goes today, what do you think, your thoughts on, you know, what we're going to do today?
4: Well, I think it'll be a win, for sure. I just hope it doesn't end up like North Texas, where they start, just like you said, have nothing to lose. Going down, going for it on fourth down a lot, just trying to just beef it down our throat. And uh, and hope that we make adjustments like we should. With every down, yeah, but I think it's going to be an easy 21-point lead throughout the game. I, I hope it's a fun game. I hope it's a good, relaxing game for homecoming. So,
3: so that means that you probably threw down some money for this one, right? Uh, you Never bet on Southern Miss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. And Southern Miss to the top awesome it is 3 36 p.m still out here at the tailgate getting ready to head over to eagle walk here with the lovely melissa what's going on dear
7: oh nothing just chatting with family and friends
0: oh it sounds like it so tell us what you made for the tailgate today
7: okay today for southern miss homecoming i brought a beautiful cheese and fruit platter from twin forks and spirits downtown Hattiesburg. They do a fantastic job. I highly recommend. And then I homemade uh, peanut butter cookies with Reese's chocolate cups in the middle. I don't know what she called them, but they're yet. So we got a little bit of class and a little bit of trash. <laughs>
0: That's how we do it. From from ashy to classy to trashy. <laughs> well, we're having a good time. You gotta. You look sharp out here. You feel like we gotta dress up for homecoming every year.
7: I think you got to step it up just a notch. I mean, it's 90-plus degrees, so I say be comfortable, but I live in maxi dresses anyway. This year's maxi dress came from Eve Marie's. You go in there, you say, I want gold, I want a dress, I want a pantsuit, and they'll hook you up. So that's what I did. I got on a gold maxi dress.
0: You're doing a great job of fishing for sponsors for us. I appreciate it. Do you have any thoughts on the game today?
7: Totally. Uh, Southern Miss to the top all the way.
3: Jason Bailey here with uh, Jacob. Uh, It's 453. So, Jacob, we've been talking about, like, you know, what do you like about Hattiesburg? Uh, You asked me, like, you know, I came down from around the Jackson area to live in Hattiesburg, and I was kind of telling you that, you know, the place just fits me. That's my best description for it. And you grew up in Pedal, and now you're living in the Jackson area, and you you, you're kind of just can you like just fill the listeners in on just kind of like what we were talking
5: about your thought process you know through that well I left Hattiesburg about a month ago um to, to move up to Jackson and uh and for work uh I'm very blessed to, of course, have a gainful employment in Jackson, and and I couldn't be more thankful for that. But leaving Hattiesburg was really tough because the, the people in Hattiesburg are, are some of the most incredible people uh, that I've ever encountered in my life. And I've been all over the place, you know, I've traveled, I've traveled a ton of places, and nothing really compares to the people that are in Hattiesburg. And that's what I tell people when they ask me, you know, what do you like about Hattiesburg? Because a lot of people that aren't from Hattiesburg don't get it.
6: Uh, and,
5: yeah. and when and when they ask me, I say it's the people. You know, right. I, I know a lot of people here i love most of the people here uh and it's just it's just there's something special you know it's just incredible place yeah
3: well you know and we had jim cole stop over earlier and, and jamie did an interview in, in uh, interview with him um jim cole is like chief communications yeah. director or something like that yeah. something like really really professional right. that a title that i'll it's never it's have right uh, he's the guy behind the guy behind the guy but he's the guy the guy. Um, well, anyway, he did some interviews, and he kind of talked about um, you know that that grit and that uh, that determination that you get from living in South Mississippi, and uh, I think that's kind of some, the same points that you're hitting on, a real. And um,
5: anyway, yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, just uh, like like Jim Call put it, there's there's a certain grit and a certain uh, blue collar kind of style that a lot of people from South Mississippi have, and and uh, and I feel like. It, it, like, nobody said it better than Mickey, Mickey Spagnola in the, the newspaper article you know uh, you know beer cans you know cigarettes in the shirt sleeve you know uh, these people fight and, and and Southern miss is a fighting kind of school you know we, we have a lot more or a lot lower resources than a lot of schools you know in our area and, and for what we have I think we do really well um, especially compared to a lot of schools that are in our kind of uh, financial vicinity if you will uh, and so and that's that's what I really like about Southern Miss. Wow. Could not have said it better
3: myself. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, man. Appreciate the interview. Southern Miss to the top.
0: All right, it is 5 p.m. We're done with Eagle Walk, back at the tailgate, getting ready to head into the game. Ran into a former Southern Miss football player, had to stop and say, hey, Will Freeman, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just kind of enjoying the atmosphere at homecoming. What's uh, what's it mean to you to come back to the campus? Is this your first time coming back to a game where you get to sit in the stands? I went. I uh, came to the Kentucky game where you know we came close, couldn't pull it out. But uh, this is a different experience. You know, it's kind of different sitting in the stands, watching my, my guys go out there and play. What do you think about the Southern Miss team this year, this twenty seventeen season? I think they're really good. I really like what they've done with the offensive line. Uh, you know, Devin Ferrier at center is really good. He's a really smart
4: guy. Uh, Drake Dorbeck has come along a lot as a player. He's done really well. They've got a great
0: backfield, two really good quarterbacks, fantastic running back. You know, I think it's a pretty good team. You got a prediction on the game today? I think we're gonna pull this one out. You know, I think got yeah, a really good chance too. It's 5 13 p.m. We're getting ready to head into the game. Got a got a special treat here today. Got a, a lot of my family members are here. My mother actually attended Southern Miss for a little bit. She's here today. So, Mom, what's it like being back on campus?
2: It's wonderful. It's a beautiful day. It's a light breeze. It's just wonderful. It's a great atmosphere. Oh, I just love it. It's great to be back.
0: Well, I'm glad you made it back out here. You had, you know, two of your two of your kids went to Southern Miss. Um, one of them did better than the other one, but that's it's neither here nor there. Uh, you got a prediction for the game today?
2: I think we're going to win.
0: It's 5:15 p.m. We are getting ready to head in the game. My niece, J.C. Grace, is here. She cheers. At Northwest Rankin. So, if you guys are up there and you see the Northwest Rankin junior high team, JC's out there on the sidelines pepping it up. So, JC, how do you like cheerleading?
7: It's fun.
0: Now, I used to work for UCA. What uh, what are you guys affiliated with? UCA or NCA? UCA? Good answer. Good answer. All right. Who do you think is going to win the game today?
7: Southern Miss.
0: You're very talkative. I think that's all we're going to get out of you today. So we're about to head into the game, guys. To the top. It is now 7:50 p.m. We are in the middle of halftime. Here at the Rock, Golden Eagles lead the UTEP Miners 14 to nothing. Very sloppy half of football for both teams. Um, Golden Eagles, I believe we had three turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, and kind of a shanked punt. So. To be up fourteen to nothing right now, uh, really a testament to the defense. They've been kind of holding their own, giving up a few first downs, but um, the offense, the 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 turnovers on offense has been what's really killed us in this first half. So, hopefully, they can get the get the passing game turned around in the second half, or just get the offense going, put some points on the board, continue to hold UTEP. UTEP, I'll give them credit; they've been sound today, but but the Golden Eagles have been very very sloppy. So hopefully that's some things that we will get corrected in the second half. Uh, just a note in case I forget to talk about it later. During Eagle Walk, when Quadre Griggs came through, he still had a cast on his left hand. It, it kind of, you know, kind of as we expected. He's not going to play unless they absolutely need him to with that cast on, I wouldn't think. So as long as the Golden Eagles are up like we are now, I, I think they will... Uh, Leave Keon in the game. Keon's had some sharp throws, and he's had some bad throws. So, you know, not not quite the the game that he played last week. Hopefully he can get that corrected, and the Golden Eagles can put some more points on the board. All right, so like I said, it's halftime out here back uh, by Southern Hall. Just taking a little break, about to head back in and cheer the Golden Eagles on to victory. To the top. It is now Sunday, October 15th, the day after the Southern Miss Golden Eagles defeated the University of Texas El Paso Miners 24 to nothing homecoming at the Rock. Beautiful, beautiful day in Hattiesburg. If you weren't there, you missed out. If you were, hope you had as much fun as we did. If you listen to those interviews in the, from the previous segment, you can tell more fun was had as the day went on and on. <laughs> But uh, let's talk about the game a little bit. So, like I said, the Golden Eagles win 24 to nothing. I think the spread got up to as high as 23 and a half. So, hey, we covered the spread. Um, it was a shutout. It was our first conference shutout since 2001. That was when we defeated UAB. Three to nothing. Wow. That's uh, that's when I was in college. So <laughs> I, I, I'll take a shutout, a shutout anytime we can get it. Um, so great great day by the Southern Miss defense. Let's look at the stats a little bit in this game. Southern Miss uh, dominated in a lot of categories, categories, a lot of categories. Uh, total offensive yards, Southern Miss with 423, UTEP with only 147. Passing yards, Southern Miss 221, UTEP 130. Rushing yards, Southern Miss 202, UTEP 17 some things that were a little more equal. I would definitely say the turnovers. I believe it with a turnover margin was 3 to 3. Um the ones on Southern Miss kind of made me a little nervous and hopefully there's some things that we can get corrected. Um you know, talking on last week's episode we talked a little bit about Keon Howard and the day that he had and uh not didn't go as well this week for Keon. He was 16 for 27. For two interceptions, threw for 221 yards and one touchdown with a long of 51. You know, in the second half, I thought Keon played better. There were several times where, whether it uh, be a a penalty that that brought the play back or, you know, there was a couple of times where he hit receivers in the hands and the ball was just dropped. So I thought he played better in the second half. The first half was very sloppy. Um, He had two interceptions. He had one fumble. So if he is going to be the man moving forward, you definitely want to see some more consistency there, um, especially in regards to turning the ball over. I did hear some people clamoring to put Griggs in. Um, as I said earlier, Griggs, I saw him at Eagle Walk. He had a cast on his left hand. I don't know how soon he'll come back. I've heard you know, rumors about what's actually going on with him. I know that he hurt his wrist. Um, not going to speculate about that, but I did see a cast on his hand. So uh, hopefully he'll at least be back in the mix soon. That being said, um, you know, Keon on his high end, definitely capable. But uh, when he starts making turnovers and, and, and bad decisions throwing the ball, then, you know, certainly becomes a liability. So hopefully whoever ends up being the quarterback, we can work this out. But I, I think we've got two capable quarterbacks in the position that we are in. Running the ball, Ido Smith. 28 carries, 129 yards. Well, and he had lost nine so a net of 120 yards, had two touchdowns, a long of 20 yards. I heard this on the post game show and uh I was not aware of this, but Ito's grandmother passed away. So earlier in the day Saturday, he went to his grandmother's funeral. Then he came back and played and played his tail off at the game in the rock. So much respect to Ito for that. I, I really thought that he uh, you know, He's an all-time great already. Receiving. It was it was kind of spread around a little bit. Jalon Adams probably had the best day receiving. Two receptions for 104 yards. And both of them he was wide open. One touchdown and a long of 52 yards. So I guess if he if he averaged 104 yards on two receptions and his long was 52, he had two 52-yard pass receptions, which was or is uh two fifty-two-yard catches. Which is terrific. We'll take that every game. But but they found a leak in the coverage there, and he was wide open. Corey Robertson had a solid day, five for 52 yards. Didn't get that touchdown. So my theory about Corey getting a touchdown every other game is still intact. So expect him to score this weekend against Louisiana Tech. One thing on the injury front, um, I haven't seen it talked about anywhere, and I don't know if they will talk about it, but in the second half – Sophomore guard Ty Pollard went down with an apparent knee injury, I believe. I'm not sure what his status is. I'm not sure they're, if they're even going to talk about it, but that has to make you nervous because he definitely is an asset there on the Golden Eagle offensive line, especially as young as we are. So hopefully all is good with Ty and he can, uh, he'll be back to play this week, but I really don't know his status. On defense, Curtis Michael led the way with uh, six solo tackles, had two pass breakups. Golden Eagles. Uh, I mean, they had a great day defensively. Uh, just kind of counting the numbers here on the sacks. We had how many sacks did we have? We had two sacks. We had like nine tackles for a loss, um, two fumble returns, one interception, two quarterback hurries. So, all in all, I think the uh, the deep Southern Miss defense had a great day, and this is kind of the Southern Miss defense that you. May have seen back in those early 2000s, late 90s, that were, were, would hold conference teams to zero points on the board. So a great day there for the Southern Miss defense. Hopefully we can keep the party going. Um, off the top of my head, um, Briggs Bouchois had a great day kicking the ball. I, I think he had – the. I don't remember how many kickoffs he had, but there were – Several that landed in the end zone, so that's something you know we've talked about it on several episodes. But it's really great to have him back there kicking the ball for us. So coming up this week, the Golden Eagles are going to take on Louisiana Tech. Well, let's look. Golden Eagles right now four and two on the year, um, two and one in conference USA. So Golden Eagles are sitting in a good position right now. Not great because the uh, last night at the 10 seconds left in the game, North Texas scored on UTSA to take the lead and get the win. So North Texas appears to be in the driver's seat in the Western division of Conference USA. I know everybody was pulling for them to, uh, to fall to UTSA. I kind of thought they would, but they're proven to be a, a, a formidable team. And, uh, have a very good shot at, at making the conference championship game. Hopefully the Golden Eagles can keep this winning streak going, but even if we do, we're going to need some help from from some of uh, North Texas's opponents. All right, so Louisiana Tech. They're 3-3 three three on the year. They have wins against Northwestern State, Western Kentucky, and South Alabama. Their losses came to Mississippi State, South Carolina. That's a game they should have won. And a very, very close loss to UAB. I think UAB blocked a kick there at the end to seal the victory. Maybe it was an overtime. I can't remember. But they got beat by UAB. And and we knew UAB was going to be sneaky this year, and they certainly are. Um, before I, I turn it over um, to the radio show, something else. I was It was Letterman Day, which was awesome. I got to run into a lot of former players, some guys I even went to school with. I saw you know, my old buddy Amon, Amon Younger, who was uh, on the mascot squad with me back in the early 2000s, late 90s, that uh, competed at nationals. So it was really awesome to see Amon. Former players like Tracy Lampley were there. There were a lot of guys there in the end zone. And, and, you know, I hung out with Tracy a good part of the time while we were waiting for them to honor the Letterman. And, and um, so when we finished up, I kind of just I kind of hung out and watched the game for a second, and then I just trailed off. Well, Tracy hung out for a minute. Next thing I know, he's on Facebook posting a selfie with Brett Favre. It just you know I just miss it. I've, I've had so many run-ins where with Brett, and I still have not really formally met the guy. <laughs> it's crazy as that sounds, but I missed my chance by being eager to get back to my seat. So that's my fault. So without any further ado, I'll turn it over to the top, you guys. I'll see you next week.
5: It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie.
1: What's going on? What's happening?
3: How are you guys doing out there? This is uh, To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Obviously, Jamie is not in tonight, but... My name is Jason Bailey. You've probably heard me on the show before. Uh, I brought in a couple guys to help me out through this hour. Um, Guys, what's happening? Chris Adams, how are you?
6: Hey, how's it going?
3: Going good, man. First time on the radio?
6: Yeah, yeah. First, very first time. Well,
3: it's just me and you and like millions of people. I know, right? So don't worry about it. (laughs) And alongside also sitting in the two hole is uh, my good friend Jeremy Cooper. Coop, what's up?
4: What's up? To the top.
3: To the top. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you guys think that, uh, that Jamie and I go back a long way, but me and this guy, Cooper, really, really, really go back a long way. In fact, that's he was right. like my first friend like when I got on the campus, and we've, we loved it so much we never left. But just some uh, housekeeping right quick. Uh, we are, of course, broadcasting live from the Golden Eagle Broadcasting Studios in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, here to give you a break from all of the high-resource five propaganda out there in the uh, sports media. Ways you can listen. Obviously, if you're listening right now, you're driving around in your car, or you're sitting at the house and you're listening on the radio, and that's either WFOR the Score 1400 AM or uh, WMXI News Radio 98.1 in Hattiesburg. Uh, it's also streaming on WMXI.com and WMXI Radio Mobile App. Later on, if if you don't catch the live show, if you catch a little bit of it, and you only listen to, to the rest of it later. Uh, we always put out a podcast. And if I've hitting all these buttons right, the podcast should be up and running about an hour or two after the show. Whenever Jamie gets done uh, editing that thing out, you can pick it up on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. And as far as, you know, the iTunes thing goes, I've still I've talked to a ton of people. I don't know about you guys. I've talked to a ton of people that still don't really understand how to use uh, the podcast. They get just I don't know, like it's like way over their head when you start talking podcasts. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to listen to it exactly on the radio. You can still get it another way. If you have an iPhone, grab your iPhone, scroll around. Do you see that podcast button? Hit it. Search for "To the Top Talk" or Jamie Arrington or probably just Southern Miss. When it pops up, subscribe. Doesn't cost you a penny. Uh, if you would, please give a rating and a review. It really helps us out. All right, guys. Tons to talk about. The uh, homecoming game was this past weekend. Uh, Southern Miss looked fantastic. Uh, offense, you know, maybe. Need a little tweaking going into the next game. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get to all that. Uh, but also, uh, Chris is here. Chris works in the ticket office. Chris is going to give us an update about all the uh, all that's going on as far as tickets go and you know, whatever his world entails in the ticket office. We're going to recap the weekend at The Rock. We're going to look ahead to the rivalry in Dixie, upcoming this weekend in Ruston. I'm looking forward to it. Going to leave Hattiesburg Saturday morning. Headed up to Rustin, I'm uh, going to stop by, pick up my dad, pick up my nephew. So it's going to be me, the wife, my dad, my nephew.
6: Whole family affair.
3: Yeah. Somebody else probably. That's what That's what kids do. That's what I'm starting to realize. And I just have a one-year-old now. But I think as he grows older, whenever we go somewhere, it's going to be, hey, can Stan come? <laughs> Stan. I don't know where I got that name from. Um, Stan. Yeah. So anyway um, – and also, this past weekend, ran into a bit of an issue on Friday when we went to go set up our
6: tents. I'd Uh-oh. say. Yeah. Uh, Coop, you were there. Chris, you weren't. Do you have to work on game days? Game days, yes. Those are uh, rather unique when it comes to to my world here. Uh, get there at least like 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, set up whatever I got to set up when it comes to groups or um, any type of – you know, setting up anything for promotions or anything, but uh, answer phone lines. So even on game day, we still have the phone lines open uh, and pretty much work through halftime pretty much.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the only drawback yeah. of, of working on campus. Exactly. And honestly, it would just keep me from doing it because I I, I I think I'm way too much of a fan to begin with. I'd have to like throw a pillow down in the office because I'd never leave. Yeah. Then I'd probably get a divorce. Hey, but anyway. But
6: it's, it's still fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still the fan hey, of Southern Miss. I,
3: well, you're my guy. You're my guy. Anybody out there is ever looking to buy any kind of season tickets, or uh, or just go to a game, or call and talk to somebody in the office that you think knows what they're talking about? I probably light Chris up way more than he would want to on his personal line, where he's probably not supposed to answer it. If you're Chris's boss out there, say, who's your who's your boss?
6: I'm actually my own boss. Wow, well, uh, so I have, so I can't irritate your boss, but I have two other uh, people that work alongside me: uh, Callie Darby and uh, Robert Dorgier. Um, we're a team of three and and pretty much either if you don't get me on the line you're going to get those other two but um, anybody out there want to talk Southern Miss uh, sports just like Jason said you can always call me I'll talk all day about it
3: perfect so yeah we're going to get into uh, tickets with Chris we're going to talk about some tailgate etiquette I've laid out some rules Uh, I think they're rules to live by Um, and also we're going to figure out exactly what is a good game what's a good game what kind of game do you want to come and watch this is our first break come back back after this on uh, 98.1 and WFOR uh, 1400 AM the score back in a minute and
5: we're
3: back to the top talk, everybody. Jason Bailey in for Jamie Arrington. Trying to get these dials where I'm not just blowing it out of the water. Yeah. That's a good spot. All right. So, uh, a little segment that Jamie and I like to do every week. Um, well, during football season. is a segment where we talk about, you know, what we learned and what we need to work on a little bit. Uh, last game, you know... Um, I think I learned a little bit. I knew a lot of it already. Um, and as far as what to work on, it was so much of a dominant perfor- performance that, uh, that, that you know, I couldn't think of a whole lot of stuff. But let's jump right into it. Chris, what, what was the first thing we learned from last weekend?
6: First thing that we've learned, like always, Edo is... Um Pretty consistent.
3: Yeah, and He's, you do know, a compare. He can carry the ball a lot. You a know, lot. he had 28 carries for 120 yards, two TDs, a long of 20, and a 4.3 average. Um, people kept. me – Oh, and side note, people kept commenting on my jersey that I wore. I've wore the same jersey two games in a row. One that we watched, I watched on TV and uh, the UTSA game, then the homecoming game. I wore my old Fletcher jersey. Uh, nice. people kept saying it was, hey, you're wearing Ito's number. You know, that's Edo's jersey. It's 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 Fletcher's jersey. But it's kind of cool yeah. that, you know, Fletcher probably, in my eyes, like one of the best backs we've ever had, maybe the best back. And now these guys are noticing Edo. Yeah.
6: So and he deserves every bit of it. Exactly. It'll be interesting. Um, people hit us up on Twitter. Uh, which one would you have? Would you have Ito or uh, Fletch? That's that's pretty nice. I've seen both of them in person. Uh, to me, Edo is a little bit more uh, elusive uh, than than Fletch. Ooh, more elusive. Yeah, Fletch. Yeah, yeah. That's Chris that's Adams. A,
4: that's a good comparison. <laughs>
6: that.
3: Chris Adams. Uh, Chris Adams with the straight fire towards Fletcher. <laughs> um. Anyway, as far as as far as the comparison, maybe uh, you know, maybe a little bit higher top end speed. That's, mm-hmm. that's maybe all I can, you couldn't tackle Fletch in a phone booth. But anyway, you know, the whole year we've kind of cautioned mm-hmm. against maybe like running Fletcher too much, right? Yep. And that thing might get a short in it. Just play around until you find it. Anyway, uh, well, last game, it was it was nice to see that, you know, we actually can give him the ball 28 times. I know Dawson's kind of – he's always key on throwing the ball quite a bit. Uh, that one game where Quadra uh, threw the ball 42 times, mm-hmm. a little bit too much. So it's good to see, you know, it's good to see Fletch – I mean, uh, oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> it's good to see Ito get that many carries. But anyway, Cooper, what's number two on the list?
4: Tess he's definitely, uh, as we saw this last week, helping – uh, alongside Ito, carry the load, yeah, uh, yeah, no yeah, doubt, yeah. Tez eight carries for 43 yards. That's 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 nothing to, yeah. Tez like. eight carries, 43
3: yards, long 26 with a 5.4 average. Um, you can also throw Keon in there, he ran 30 yards from uh, five carries, but you know, Tez has been on campus for quite a while. Mm-hmm. A guy came in with, with high expectations, he's really just never lived up his potential, mainly because of injuries. Um, he's got all the tools. Super guy. You can see him down on the sideline, you know, getting everybody fired up. He stays loose as a goose. Um, but you know, he's finally healthy. And um and it and it showed against Utah.
6: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh he's 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 one of those guys that can definitely carry the load for Edo whenever he gets a breather. Yeah, just give and him a little break. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: Um. Hopefully, he'll be a part of the game plan the rest of the year. If he can stay healthy, that's just going to help do out. How can you know, he not be? Yeah, it's going to help do out that much more. And with, let's just be honest, some a little subpar uh, quarterback play. If you can have two <laughs> backs back there, that you got to look at. And and don't forget about T. Rod. You know, T. Rod's back there as well. Oh, so yeah. uh Chris, what's number three on what we learned?
6: Look like we found the the old line held up pretty nice, uh, giving up zero sacks on blitz and defenses. Um, you had Drake out there. Uh, anchoring that that O line at the left tackle spot and and had Ty Pollard at at guard and uh, those guys definitely played well and look like we're getting into a groove now uh, that we're starting to starting to protect our QB.
3: Yeah, Drake Dorbeck, Arvin Fletcher, Devin Ferrier, Ty Pollard, and Jerry Harris. Um, we finally found that magic combo. Yep. Of 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 guys and, and you know, look look at like the NFL last year. You know. De- um, Dak Prescott mm-hmm. came into oh, yeah. the league, had such a great year. Ezekiel Elliott, um, he looked like the best runner in the league. You can't do a whole lot unless you have that, that offensive line in front of you. We've been missing Drake. Um, he came back for UTSA. He went out the very first quarter against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were kind of kidding about it earlier, but honestly, uh, who do you think is more valuable to the team right now? If I just said quarterback position or Drake doorback. Those are your only two options. You can't go Ito like you tried to a minute
6: ago. No, I went I went Ito, Um <laughs> by me being a former quarterback back in my high school days, uh you can't do it without the O line. You gotta protect your blind side, mm-hmm. which is the left tackle. Mm-hmm. So I go left tackle with Drake. Uh, right.
4: I'm, I'm I'm right behind you. I was gonna say the same thing.
3: Yeah. All right. Next, Cooper, what you got?
4: It is possible, believe it or not, to lead a game in time of possession. USM,
3: yeah, USM struggled the last two games in the time of possession category, and if anybody listened to the show, uh, I'm sure you heard me and Jamie talking about it, wondering, uh, at the beginning of the game, it seems like you can always look at a couple things. You can look at time of possession, and you can look at uh, penalty yards, and if you can win the battle in both of those, normally you can come out with the victory. We've kind of been going upside down with it, and still getting the victory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Coop is right on the money there. I mean, it, it is possible. Uh, we can do it, and one of those ways that we did it was running, you know, Ito so many times. Yeah. And in all fairness, the game before, Ito had one play, where It where was the very first play from scrimmage, and he took it 89 yards to the house. Yep. Just think about if that drive would have been eight minutes long, he'd had like 11 more carries. We wouldn't be talking about his carries this week, <laughs> you <laughs> no, know. We it would have already been done. But yeah, finally led the uh, led the game in time possession. And it, it really helped us out. Chris, what you got? What's the last one?
6: Last one. Defense defense dominated. What uh, yeah, what yeah. more can you say about we held
3: UTEP to 147 total yards? Exactly. 147 total. total. Just let that sink in for just a second. That wasn't a quarter. That wasn't a half. If you want to break it up into passing and into rushing, uh they registered 130 passing yards, which leaves what, 17. 17, 17. 17 yards rushing. rushing. 17. That's crazy. And we only had two sacks. It wasn't like there was just a ton Unbelievable, of really. play behind the line, right? We just just owned that line of scrimmage, pushed them back all the time. Uh, can't really dominate much more than that. Curtis McKell led the way with six tackles, which is kind of weird. Most of the games, our, uh, our secondary, specifically the corners, mm-hmm. uh, lead in tackles quite a bit. Can anybody explain that to me? Chris, you said that's, you played. That's,
6: that's being aggressive. Uh, you got to be aggressive. Sometimes it may it may come to hunt you just because they may do a little play action. But uh, you definitely want to see your cornerbacks out there uh, roughing it up with those guys, getting their hats in there.
3: And it speaks to, you know, how we play defense. As far as, like, the, the havoc plays that you hear uh, Pecoraro and Hobson always talking about. Well, in order to make, create all that havoc, you can't have the two deep, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have press coverage. Mm. Which we do. And when we do get pressure on the quarterback, those guys don't have to cover for six seconds and are extremely wide open. Yep. So, you know, it, it, maybe that g- kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, with owning the rushing yards and giving up some passing yards every now and then because it's just how it's going to be. All right. Now, what we need to work on. Cooper, start us off.
4: Uh offense wasn't pretty but did enough to win. Absolutely. Jay Hobson was
3: quoted as saying it was an ugly win. If I was if I was fake Jay, I'd say <laughs> it's an ugly win. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Uh but, but man, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, I mean I can't disagree. UTEP was averaging giving up over forty points a game. We struggled to put them away. Um USM, you know, and then at the end of every game, uh I'm thinking, Dawson, what are you doing? We can't what are you thinking? We hadn't thrown to the tight end in a, a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you look at it, and you want to have – wouldn't you want to say you wanted to have a balanced mm-hmm. attack?
6: Got to. You got to.
3: Okay. Well, USM ran for 202, threw for 221. It's
6: Pretty balanced right there. That's, that's,
3: that's a lot of yards. It's split pretty much right down the middle. So at the end of the day, a lot of times I got to ask myself, what in the world I'm so – Frustrated at because I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm frustrated with a 24 nothing win, yeah, and I, I don't really know why. Chris, what we got next?
6: Uh, next, like I'm pretty sure some of these fans are probably going to wonder as well. Uh, got to hold on to the football a little bit better. Uh, I believe this is the second game that Keon has uh, put the ball on the ground, but um, just got to take care of the ball is still kind of a concern.
3: I pulled some of these stats from a Jason Munns article in the Hattiesburg American. Uh, but he reported in five starts, Keon has thrown six interceptions and lost seven fumbles. Wow. He had two fumbles and an interception against UTEP. In the second half, he looked a lot better, but, you know, he needs to find some consistency. And, uh, and you know, we'll see where it goes from here, but I don't know about you guys. Uh, with the dominating defense like we have and all the offensive weapons that we have, uh, It use the term game manager sometimes you know you've heard that thrown around mm-hmm. uh, we, we just need one of those we yeah. don't need a we need a we need a jeremy young remember jeremy young
6: oh yeah oh yeah yeah JY. you
3: know uh we need that guy jeremy young was famous for going like 13 of 16 for like 120 <laughs> and no picks oh uh, you almost wanted him to take a few more chances sometimes but if we just have that guy yeah
6: but I think I think it's uh, even part of just growing and and getting more experience with Keon. Um, mm-hmm. Still, obviously, you got to hang on to the ball. You you definitely have to um, have to really enjoy or hang on to those possessions that we get, uh, and then take advantage of them of some of those extra possessions. But definitely have to hang on to the ball. You got to be more careful.
3: Oh, you can't doubt the talent. Yeah, we've all seen it. Um, we've seen it this year. Uh, Jamie has said that. Keon probably has the higher ceiling, whereas Griggs might have the higher floor.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, you know, a lot to be said there. Uh, but if either guy, I mean, and both, another great thing, another silver lining, both have had experience thus far. Both are getting better. Yeah. Both are taking snaps in practice. I'm not sure what Griggs' hand looks like. His left is non throwing hand. Um, but, you know, it, it, it never hurts to have two guys that are number one, capable. Number two, ready to go.
6: The talent's
4: mm-hmm. there; it's the consistency that's uh, lacking,
3: right?
6: And that's all just part of growing up. That's all. it Absolutely. is. Absolutely, Cooper. What's next?
4: Well, uh, I think everyone would agree penalties. Ten penalties this past game for ninety-four yards. Yeah, although US, us.
3: yeah, although USM held their composure better uh, than the fat the past few games and stayed away from those silly unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. We still had ten penalties, like you said, ten penalties for ninety-four yards. UTEP only five for forty-five. 10 penalties for 94 or something you can probably live with, but um, against a team like LaTex this weekend, mm-hmm. it, it'll probably affect the time of possession, the scoreboard, a little bit more,
6: I would think. Mm-hmm. Have to clean up on that. Yeah. All right, Chris, what's the last one? Uh, as you mentioned earlier uh, with, with, with Coach Dawson, getting the tight end involved a little bit more. Uh, we don't know mm-hmm. if it's even worth mentioning. Uh, yeah. We had Allen, who was actually on that watch list, and – I look like we're kind of putting out a PBA for him.
3: Yeah. You would like to think that a quarterback that's um, lacking in experience um, would really, you know, like to have a security blanket, is what I refer to it as. You see it all the time in the NFL. You see it around college football. We got two of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are awesome, but whatever. You know, that kind of stuff. um, We've been complaining about it for a while. And then, like I said, you look back. 202 on the ground, 221 through the air. Does it really matter if the tight end caught some of them? I'd like to think so, but at the end of the day, the stats look great. Twenty four to nothing. It was a shutout. Oh, by the way, I have a stat of the day for you guys. Oh. I wish I had some stat of the day music like on Dan Patrick's show. <laughs> but uh stat of the day. How many quarterbacks? I mean, how many uh, how many kickoffs did UTEP have last weekend?
6: I'm going to go out on a limb and say one, and that was one. to open up the kickoff.
3: Exactly. I was just looking through the notes, and that one just stuck out to me. I know it sounds kind of weird if you think about it. They never scored, so they're only going to kick off one time. But in this day and age, you never see shut It's been forever since we shut somebody out. Well,
6: mm-hmm. well, uh, southern. southern, but
3: as far as conference goes. Right. It's been a while since we shut anybody out. So when I saw that one, looking right next to it where Briggs, I think, had five kickoffs, it just looked kind of weird to me. So that's our stat of the day. <laughs> Okay, got about a minute left in this segment. Um, the other notes we're going to talk about, and when we come back, we brought Chris in here for a reason. Uh, Chris is here to talk about tickets. I'm going to hit him up with a million different questions. I hope he's got an answer for all of them. If you don't, uh, we'll just look at Cooper and act like he didn't know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But other notes, uh, players of the week, or players of the game, Jay Hobson named Drake Dorbeck, offensive player of the week, Draper O'Reilly defensive, Tez Parks and Justin Abston for the special teams. And by the way, guys, what about our helmet game this year?
6: Love them, love them, love them.
3: Every time I turn around, was it whether it was the throwbacks from nineteen ninety seven? Or this, or this. Past, I don't even know what year these past week was from. Believe but, in the seventies. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. It's super fun, uh,
6: awesome. To, yeah. to
4: anticipate, you know, what what it's gonna be.
3: Corey Robertson, my boy, uh, led USM with five catches for fifty two yards. And props to Jalen Adams caught his first TD pass as a Golden Eagle. More where that came from. All right. When we come back, we're going to get with Chris about these uh, ticket sales. Come on back to, uh, to the Top Talk. Back to the top. Talk, Jason Bailey in for Jamie Warrington. He's over at uh, he is over at uh, Southern Locking Miss. Out. Yeah, rocking up, <laughs> Skinner. Uh, he's over at Southern Miss doing some sort of a library convention comedy, something or another. But uh, in studio, like I said, we had my good friend Jeremy Cooper and uh, ticket seller extraordinaire Chris Adams. Like Chris, that. Chris, I actually coached Chris in baseball way back in the day.
6: Yeah, for people that want to make uh, Jason feel old.
3: Yeah, I do. (laughs) And I look it, too. Losing my hair, it's crazy. Anyway, Chris, what was going on that last game? I know you guys always have promotions here and there. Uh, Can you fill everybody in on exactly kind of what went down for the UTEP game?
6: Yeah, so far as promotions, what we had took place, obviously, was homecoming. Uh, We also had a Southern Miss cheer clinic that historically, it's always been going on during homecoming. Uh, At the same time as what we had, letter, Letter Winner's Day. Um, breast cancer awareness also took place I'm sure you probably seen those kids in pink tutus mm-hmm. uh, Out there in the end zone I'm not looking cool. at kids in pink tutus Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You couldn't help but see them though. I mean, Exactly, <laughs> stood, it out. stood out um, Then we also uh, had a youth sports day So basically I had that up Where we had some of our local uh, Youth football leagues Which I like to give a shout out to to all the youth leagues Who participated in that um, And we also had a union day Which we had some of our local uh, corporations come out and purchase tickets for those
3: now, as far as the uh the games for the rest of the year specifically just talking football right now mm-hmm. um can you talk a little bit about maybe like the very next game UAB game
6: yeah exactly uh UAB what's coming up I'm sure you guys probably see it on the schedule is our blackout so all of our fans we need we need to pack out the rock we got two more games people we definitely need you guys there uh to pack out the rock so where your black? Uh, it's a blackout game Uh, We're also going to be giving out uh Black t-shirts, not sure about the number But we're definitely going to be giving out those black t-shirts So be on the lookout on our website for that uh, Also what's going to be unique and fun um, To keep those fans uh, Encouraged to stay for the whole entire game We're actually going to have a post-game fireworks show Awesome uh, So we, we do it every nice. year, it's going to be actually this game uh, This is something new that we're going to do this year We're going to have a CrossFit at The Rock So uh, a lot of those CrossFit enthusiasts, uh, we teamed up with the Fourth Street uh, CrossFit, and they're gonna have their little event or or you know workouts right there uh, at the Rock, and they're actually gonna get a ticket after that um, that event as well, uh, which is gonna start at eight a.m. Then we're gonna keep along with that blackout theme, gonna have the Halloween carnival, um, bring your kids out there, costumes, uh, games and fun. We're also gonna have the Pam- parent and family weekend. Uh, so those prospective students can come out and enjoy that that great atmosphere that's going to take place uh, during game day. We're also going to have a school day. Uh, what school day is? Uh, we're inviting all the local schools out, uh, their kids, their their families uh, come out, enjoy a discounted ticket of only ten bucks uh, in the upper level. Uh, the kids are actually going to be able to walk around the field and kind of see those players up close and personal. So shout out to. Uh, rob for heading that up give rob a call uh, call the ticket office and, and ask for a school day uh, for those who have not purchased just yet and also it's going to be our military pre- uh, medical appreciation i'm sorry medical appreciation for those who are in the medical field uh, give me a call um, and and i'm able to get you all set up with discount. Kind of what's tickets. your
3: personal cell phone number
6: <laughs> Not <a> personal sale. <laughs> I'm uh, just uh, only, only a, a certain. I'm few just did.
3: kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, it's awesome, man. It's awesome to get back. It's awesome to try to get people on the rock. You know, at some point, we're going to create an environment where it's a um, it's a can't miss. Exactly. I know it's kind of a can't miss for Cooper and I, and for you, Chris. You've mm-hmm. lived here pretty much your entire life. I guess your entire life. Yeah, all my yeah. life. So you know, I, maybe we can get to the point to where uh, you know everybody kind of feels the same way, and you guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, a couple questions I have for you. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball season is on the horizon.
6: Exactly, basketball fever is what we call it in Austin. How can somebody go out and purchase season tickets for basketball? Uh, either a uh, go old school, uh, call one 844 four T I C K. Either you'll get me on the line or you get a representative on the line to purchase your season tickets. Where you're only looking at uh, starting out at two thirty in the chairbacks, one twenty five in the bleachers, mm-hmm. or you can go online uh, southernmiss dot com uh, slash tickets. So, well, Tickets dot com. Uh, and go online and purchase those. But call us. Call me, and and I'll definitely get you set up. And if you sit in Section G, look for me. There you Because I'm
3: right there. And this year I'll have a one-year-old that's running around everywhere. Nice. So we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> you know, last year we took him to all the games, and we're trying to get him you know, acclimated to everything that we like to do. So we took mm-hmm. him to Live at 5. We took him to all the games. Uh, basketball, uh, he just slept the entire time, through the horns, through everything. Yeah. I'm not saying that the games were boring. They kind of were. But anyway, I'm not saying that but he was just really young and not mobile. Now he's mobile. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go. Cooper, you have twins. How's gonna, that going to go it's gonna for gonna me?
4: continue. Every year is going to be something different, a different experience. But that's good about basketball. It's a it's, it's, it's very family-friendly event. Without know. a doubt.
3: So, Chris, let me ask you a very, very simple question. Okay. Anybody? I think some people are honestly a little um, skittish or, or a little intimidated maybe about going and even walking into the ticket office, because mm-hmm. once you walk in, it's – do I go over there? Do I go over here? How do I where, – where's that Chris guy I heard on the radio? How, how You know, how in the world do they – I mean, does that make sense? Do people yeah. come in, like, not knowing what they're doing?
6: That, that That's all the time. Um, come in the ticket office. We have some friendly uh, friendly workers that are there to greet you whenever you come in. Uh, ask for anybody in particular. You can always ask for me. Uh, they'll come to the back and, and, and bring me out there, and, and I'll be able to, you know, shake your hand, kiss babies, like I always say. And uh, get you all set up. So we're located off of 4th Street. Mm -hmm. uh, 4th Street, right across from that big parking garage. You literally cannot miss it. Um, Looking for that ticket office. But whenever you come in, come straight ahead to that desk, and um, we'll have somebody there to take care of you.
3: So not to get too far ahead of ourselves. We're still in football season. Um, But next year, baseball.
6: Mm -hmm. Well, this
3: year. Well, next year? Best would be is this coming season? This coming This year. We open up, it's a it's a historic thing. We're opening up with Mississippi State, you know. We played them last year for the uh for the regional and um uh so they're coming they're coming to the peak for a three-game set. They're redoing their field in Starkville, so they're going to open up um in Hattiesburg. Now, last year when the tickets went on sale for the regional, it was it was like a priority thing. Like you, mm-hmm. had, you had to be Eagle Club and baseball ticket holder um and then after that, maybe just Eagle Club, and then it opened up to everybody else. And by yep. then, all the tickets were gone. State people just lost their minds on Twitter. Exactly. Um, well, anyway, so I think that one of the reasons I purchased you know season tickets last year was because of this upcoming series, mm-hmm. and I knew that I was going to have, a sh- a, you know, a crack
6: at getting some tickets. Yep. So have you guys talked about that at all? Have you gotten any
3: any uh, any feedback from fans or anything
6: along yeah. those lines? Yeah, uh, actually right now we are on sale for, uh, for the season coming up. So you d- definitely do not want to miss it. It's going to be a season ticket holder event. So uh, if you do not have your season tickets – uh, I highly encourage you to give me a call and, and we can go ahead and get those set up where you're only looking at starting out at 200 bucks in the bleacher area and 270 in the chairbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh But when it comes to that game in particular, the only way to get those single games, either you have to be a season ticket holder uh, and or Eagle Club member uh, to get those tickets. And we're going to go priority based, just like how we did for the regionals. Um, so if you do not have season tickets, and you want to come to that game, um, buy season tickets or join our eagle club and, and and get those tickets as well
3: absolutely um all right we're almost going to a break here but look when we come back i tweeted out about it earlier and something really just cooper you can speak to this somebody got our spot mm. <laughs> at tailgate oh, man. um somebody got our spot that don't happen uh, it, it happened the exact same people got it last year too um Is that anyway a coincidence i don't think i don't know <laughs>
4: up. But we almost had to throw
3: down. Anyway, when we come back I, it, it prompted me to come up with some rules. So I laid down seven rules. You guys might agree or disagree or want to add or take away some rules, but anyway come back uh, right here on To The Top Talk, 1400 AM, and listen to what I came up with. Alright, we are back with a little darkness for you. Chris, you know anything about the darkness? No, I don't. Yeah, this is them. This is the one song that I think everybody knows by the darkness. Anyway, uh, before we get to that tailgate etiquette, which um, we're definitely going to get to, but I was thinking about that CrossFit at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that tailgates with us who is just swole out of this world. Not really a CrossFit guy, but might be something that one Kirk over be is
4: interested in. <laughs> what do you think, Coop? Hey, he'd like to show up and uh, show his arms, if nothing else.
3: I'll tell you what, the only way I'm getting out there. Is if it's like a continuation of the night before <laughs> and I'm in the stands laughing at Kirk. But anyway, Um also, Chris, I was I looked through your notes and I we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the to the top talk terrace. I mean, to the to the top talk, we could do that to the top. We could do a show from up there anyway. To the top terrace is just like those people up on the roof. We see them up there. Mm-hmm. What are they doing?
6: yeah it's very unique man uh we it's it's an area that's available for our groups to come out to uh mm-hmm. you have your food and and you have your ticket you have tables and chairs up there uh it's a very unique perspective from that stadium to be on top of it looking down at the players and and, and enjoying food and and beverages and dessert to go along with it and you're only looking at 45 bucks a person uh minimum of 15 and uh so far we've't sold it out for two uh, for two games this year, excellent. And let excellent.
4: me let me just add to that: as a father of twins, five years old, mm-hmm. uh, it's an excellent place to go up there. Uh, we've done it the last two games after mm-hmm. halftime and let them uh, sort of get some energy out up there. It's a great, great. Yeah. How do you uh, get there, there from where f- we are? Uh, just elevator. Uh, no, nah, the elevator don't don't. Okay, not, not for regular ticket holders, but we we walk around on the side and walk up the stairs. Yep. Okay. Yep. okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a
6: bit of a walk, but
3: it's well worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So. This is my favorite part of the show coming up right now because it's something near and dear to my heart. I know it's near and dear to Cooper's heart. Chris, do you tailgate?
6: Uh, Whenever I do get a chance, yeah. Oh, you got to work.
3: That's right. Uh, All right, well, if you you ever get another job, you've got a spot. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, so we show up. uh, Like I said, last year, we show up to the homecoming game. We get ready to go to our same exact spot that we've been there since the trees went down after the tornado in the uh, district and over there by Lake Byron. We move because it's a million degrees, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So we moved, we found a great spot just on the campus side of Southern Hall, right up under that huge, cool oak tree with limbs of like, you know, if I was a kid, I'd climb it all day long.
4: Yeah, that's one of the mo- reasons for the move, too, everybody yeah. started having kids.
3: Yeah, and the shade, Yeah, and all that. Anyway, so last year we get there, there's people in our spot, but we got there a little bit late. We didn't get there at 12, you're supposed to get it, yeah, I think, but as far as I know, campus doesn't open up until 12 as yep. far as setting up your tailgate stuff. We got there at like, 4 or 5, and somebody was there. We said, mm-hmm. well... You know what? Our bad. Yeah, they didn't know. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, this year, I said, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I took off work. <laughs> you know? Uh, Jamie, Jamie had a meeting early our in the day. Boy. I don't know where Cooper was, but we all decided to go set up right at 12 o'clock. We get there like 12.08. There's guys there setting them up. Same guys. <laughs> so I confront him, <laughs> and I say, hey, look, um, this is our spot. He said, no, 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 no. This was our spot last year for homecoming. Whoa. I said, yeah, for that one game. He goes, well, that's the one game we come to? I'm like, mm-hmm. hold the phone. Mm. So this is the one game that you come to per year. I'm guessing that guy's not an Eagle Club member. I know not. he's not a season ticket holder. Yet they're just kind of claiming the spot. It's so totally anyway. i a little bit proud about that, too. Right. And, you know, I almost had a throw down on, a, on an old man. But anyway, <laughs> uh, good thing Kirk wasn't there yet <laughs> <laughs> with, his, with his CrossFit arms. Anyway, um, so – I got to thinking about it, and if this show would have been like an hour after that, it would have been a lot different set of rules, but I decided to set out some rules. Rules uh, for tailgate etiquette. Number one. Cooper, what's number one?
4: Just be kind. You know, if you end up in a spot that was somebody else's and in this situation, just uh, offer to join in. Yeah. Uh, or move over just a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
3: If they just said, like, hey, man, so sorry, Um, I, we've already got these set up, you know. We'd have probably said,
6: don't worry about it, buddy. We'll right. all join in. You know, yeah. be kind. Number two, Chris, what is it? Uh, be inclusive. Uh, let your tailgate to be open, uh, be an open invitation to those people who bleed black and gold. Kind of goes along with rule number
3: one. But yeah, I mean, if, if they're there to cheer on the black and gold, hey, the more the merrier. I'll do number three. Number three, share. If it's a space in which you occupy or the food on the table, just be nice and share. You right? got to
6: get rid of that food some kind
4: of way. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you absolutely got to get rid of it. Cooper, what's number four?
4: Something that we ran into as well this past weekend was be aware of your surroundings. On the other side of us, mm-hmm. uh, we had a tent that was just a little bit crazy. It's mm-hmm. not, it was sort of out of the normal. If you have music, John you know. Adam Hackney, that's his tent. <laughs> good guy, good, good fan of the show. They 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 got a little they got a little crazy this last weekend. Uh, well,
3: you know, he actually came over and he asked. He said, "Hey, do we need to turn it down a little?" bit? Or his friend Matt came over and they just, and of course. I've been tailgating for a while. I was like, "Hey, it's fine," (laughs) but that that goes along with the other rules. Well, that's right. You know, Mm -hmm. I I
4: didn't realize he came over there.
6: Okay, real quick. Five, Chris, what you got? Don't come empty-handed. Please do not come in empty-handed. Put something on the grill. Throw something on the table. You got chips. It's a southern thing. Yeah, it's just being even nice. if it's just bringing ice, you know. Something. Absolutely.
3: Number six, BYOC. What's that stand for? Bring your own chairs. chairs. I usually never even use mine because I'm up talking, like walking around, talking to people. But yeah, bring your own chair. Coop, what's number seven?
4: Just to help set up and tear down. You know, if you're around when we're, when they're breaking down, help. Throw in a hand.
3: It, you know. And I live really close to the stadium. I live like a, less than a mile, I think, from where our seats are. If you got to drive a little ways, don't worry about it. But stick around after. I want to like tear it. some stuff down. Tailgate interview. All right. We got one more segment, guys. Uh, come on back here to uh, 1400 a.m. and to the top talk. Kirk over, everybody Uh, bringing it on home. Um, so uh, Jason Bailey in for Jamie tonight. Last thing, we're gonna shut it down real quick, but we got to get to this game. We got a game coming up this weekend, fellas Southern Miss versus Louisiana Tech. The uh, rivalry in Dixie, you know, uh, LaTeX got the got got the all red, the the red out they're trying to do. Um, I know I'm headed up on Saturday morning. Uh, quick tale of the tape. The game's going to be Saturday, October 21st, 6 p.m. in Ruston, Louisiana. Uh, The line right now, uh, USM plus two. Um, TV, it's going to be on Stadium. Uh, This TV network, uh, Channel 219, Comcast, and Hattiesburg, and actually Bounce TV in Meridian. All time series, uh, USM leads 33 to 15. Last meeting, uh, USM won 39 to 24. The teams have split the last four meetings. Uh, LaTeX won two. We won two. I hope they're not about to win their two in a row <laughs> nah. starting this weekend. Um, but it's going to be that red-out game. Uh, last time we went, it was kind of bad weather. USM had twice the amount of fans as a lot of Tech fans did. So um, it was awesome.
6: And also, don't forget, uh, the Eagle Club bus trip is actually going down there as well. We still yeah. have some spots available. Yeah, sure is. Uh, um, I'm looking at 50 bucks for the spot and 25 for your ticket. So call Kendall, uh, Kendall Toe, uh, 266-5418. To claim your spot now. Absolutely. Uh,
3: you know, I actually was, I, I, I called Kendall and I set that up. And then I figured out that the ticket wasn't part of the 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a unique situation where I don't have to pay for any gas. I just get it with the company. And I was going through Jackson to get my dad anyway. And then we're staying in Jackson overnight. So we kind of backed out of it and we're doing it our own way. But anyway, um, Cooper, you going to the game this weekend?
4: I'm not going to be able to make it, man. I would, I wanted to, but I've got a uh, uh, another gig Saturday night at a wedding in town. So, uh, You're a DJ, right? That's right.
3: Can you DJ at our games? Can you get us a louder speaker system? Uh Absolutely.
4: Tell me when and where. That's the hot topic.
3: Now, where would you set up?
4: (laughs) Well, yeah.
3: We can get this done. Do we need to put you in the Jumbotron? If you do, then I'm coming with you. That would be a pretty nice uh, atmosphere. Have a DJ during the game? I'm on it. We're going to get you sitting on top of the Jumbotron. Give
4: me access to that Jumbotron and it's on.
3: Guys, we've been listening to in 39 countries, 46 states. I don't know what's up with New Hampshire, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. Maybe we'll get to those. Yeah. Um, thanks guys for coming in tonight. Like helping me get through this. Nice. Um, it's always it. a fun time. I'm really more comfortable sitting over in the two-hole. But uh, but you guys came in tonight to help you through it. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow along with uh, To the Top Talking, follow us on Twitter at To the Top Talk. You can follow Jamie at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow me at Bumper J Bailey. Also, if you want to follow our Jeremy Cooper, it's at Cooper Jeremy. No underscores or anything in there? It's
4: just like that. At Cooper
3: mm. Jeremy. And Chris, yours is at So Miss I M G L. There you
6: go. That's weird. Shout out to Jake McAllister. Uh, yeah, Jake. Ricky Rydell. Thanks you guys on, for listening. Hitting us up on Twitter. Big, big uh, game this weekend. Absolutely.
3: Uh, who else is I going to give a shout out to? Oh, my dad. My dad's birthday tomorrow. You know how I know it's my dad's birthday tomorrow? I called him today and he said, hey, it's tomorrow. Happy birthday, Wayne. That's it, guys. Happy birthday. Hope you enjoyed it here on To
2: The Top Talk.